Hello, everyone, and good evening. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks. This is a spoiler cast. Uh, it's the middle of the week, uh, but we're going to be putting this in podcast form, too. So if you're listening to this later in that way, then welcome. We're covering The Boys, Season 2, Episodes 3 and 4. Um, but don't worry. If you're not following along with that series, um, uh, with The Boys right now, uh, that's fine. In the beginning, we're going to be covering news like we normally would. That'll be non-spoilery. Um, but we do have some spoilers for our lives. What, fill us in on the details. How you been, Andrea? <laughs> I've been pretty good, John. Just uh, going about my life, uh, having some exciting work times uh, these past few weeks. We did our first webinar via the Zoom platform. And okay. the day before we launched the webinar, Zoom decided to delete my account and take it all away. So um, I spent a day getting to know the IT people at Zoom very well. So, <laughs> so, so they now Billy know who there, I am. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've got several phone numbers. You know, we're old friends now. So mm -hmm. I just look at it as an opportunity that, you know, I've, I've met some new people and made some Networking. new friends. That's right. Yep. That's right. And I know how to troubleshoot on Zoom now. So, you know. If we ever shift over to that that platform, I think you know I've got our back here. So okay. nice, great. So yeah, other than that, not too much. Um, still getting outside, playing some softball, and uh, I've got my brother-in-law's wedding that's coming up this weekend. So nice, big plans for the weekend. No, that's not out in uh, California this time. No, no, just the bachelor party. Uh, this one is, uh, the wedding is out in Waconia and it's going to be at like a winery slash apple orchard. So, you know, very fall okay. setting and, uh, all outdoors. So sure. Yeah. Well, now you let everybody know where the, where the party's going to be. I know. Crash it. I know. If you know where Waconia is, you know where the party's at. So yeah, come mm -hmm. join me. <laughs> How about yourself? What have you been up to since we've been away a little um, bit? Yeah, some family stuff, work. Um, so the schedule's been thrown into a tizzy. So mm -hmm. I do want to apologize to everybody for the delay. It's been a while. I think it was 10 days since our last uh, last regular episode stream. <laughs> so um, we're coming up on, on Harvest here. And so um, maybe I'll have to put something out on Twitter about it too, but just... Our schedule is going to be kind of uh, come and go, like uh, mm -hmm. free form for for a little bit here. Um, That's right. So hopefully, you'll stick with us through the through that kind of time. That's right. We'll keep you on your toes. You'll never know when we're going to do a live broadcast. So yep. Make sure to follow yep. us on Facebook, Twitter, all the socials, because then we'll give you a heads up and a warning. So yep. if you're if you're coming to stick with us, follow us. Yep. I don't know how many people get like notifications on their phone yet in terms mm -hmm. of social media things and stuff. I certainly don't. I don't have. I don't get <laughs> notified of any of that stuff. But if you do, that's then right. You should have it so you know because uh, just before this, a little bit, I was able to jump on mm -hmm. with my brother-in-law and play a couple rounds of Fall Guys on Twitch. So um, yeah, keep keep an eye, keep an eye out for that kind of thing. Yeah. So you've been on um, Twitch a lot today. I, I guess, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, it was a pretty short session, but uh, yeah, I I wanted to jump on because 
you know, throughout the summer, I've been playing uh, with him a bunch and being a part of that and and just haven't been able to for a few weeks. So sure. Yep. Um, so are you drinking anything fun? I see you have a couple uh, drink holidays. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I thought we'd uh, we'd jump back into our our first podcast after the break and I would do a drink day. So um, on September 20th, it was either National Punch Day or National Rum Punch Day. So I'm honoring that day. I've got a little punch here. It's not rum because as we've talked about before, that's not my favorite alcohol. It is a vodka punch though. So I figure it still counts. So it still counts for sure. I'm still, I'm still in there. I've got the punch down, which I think is like the main component. Um, yeah. And then the day after that was national chai day. I also, I was gonna, if it was like a true fall day, I think I would have mm. done like a warm chai and like poured a little yeah. in there and like, you know, got some warm going, but it was actually like pretty hot out today. I think it was in the upper eighties yeah. at one point out here. So I was like, no, I need to cool down. Well, yesterday was the first day of fall, but yesterday. Yes. Yep. It was the first so, official. Yeah. So that, I guess that makes sense. Uh, chai day being around that, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's not, uh, not feeling <laughs> like fall right now. No, so. no. I mean, leaves are falling, but, uh, temperature wise, you would not know. Mm-hmm. I had thought about doing some sort of, uh, cocktail or something in tribute to uh lord of the rings because it was national hobbit day yesterday yes it was uh, so i mean pour one out for the for the halflings that's right if you yeah. got some ale yep did yep. you know I it also don't... comes in pints <laughs> <laughs> yep sure did <laughs> um all right so uh, as I said before, we will be doing the spoiler cast, continuing where we left off on the boys. We don't want to get too far behind on that. But uh, first, we have news. And some of it's a little bit old, but want to talk about it. It's given mm-hmm. us a chance for someone to sink in, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So um, want to kick us off with your sad, sad news? I know, I know. Speaking of, you know, delays and being away for a while, um, we just got some news a a little bit ago, but still relatively fresh, that uh, if you're looking for superhero movies, keep looking, because both Wonder Woman and Black Widow have been hit with delays on their releases again. Um, I think only one of them has um, a new new opening date. Um, The other one is... Um, still up in the air, but yeah, both of those are being pushed because they still, they still want the big theater release. Um, they're not as of now, uh, moving to put them on a platform. Of course, Black Widow would probably be the more likely to eventually go on a platform. Yeah. Um, if of course it, it never opens in the theaters. So I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time with this news because I feel like, I like that these films are still believing in the power of the theater release, you know, and that it's exciting to to watch these shows in the movies or in the movie theaters. But at the same time, like, man, these are big movies that I really wish would just come out and uh, just do it already. So it's, I don't know. I'm torn. Like, I, I know that um, 
a couple of movies that have been released in theaters like uh, New Mutants and Tenet haven't done as well as expected. And of course, I think that's making studios take pause. But yeah, yeah. It, it's that's hard news to swallow. Like, if that was the deal here. It's mm -hmm. like they see a, a Christopher Nolan film, it gets released and, you know... I mean, compared to normal times, is not not bringing yeah. in the money. Um, exactly. I just, I still feel like it would be just they'd just be bangers if they just released them on streaming services. Mm -hmm. You know, people are people are looking for content. It's just, yeah. you know, you got you got some people that are worried to go out into a public space. You've got so, you got some theaters that aren't open, and you have some theaters with uh, extra crazy rules. And mm -hmm. some people aren't willing to abide by them. So you, you got this like many factors involved in people not going to the cinema. Mm -hmm. but people still want content. So that's right. And you have your own your own platforms. Right. You, you know, especially, especially like, for Disney. I mean, they've yeah. they've really I mean, they've, they've already well, tested HBO the water. HBO Max now. I mean, like that's. I mean, yeah. I know it's more complicated, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know the exact navigation for DC, for HBO Max. Um, I mean, obviously, all of their, their TV content and many of their older movies are released there, but I don't know mm -hmm. how they might navigate, like, a new release. But yes, like you said, still possible. I mean, you've got that avenue. Yeah. They've, they've basically struck an exclusive deal with HBO Max for all of their other content. So, yeah, yeah. get it out there. But... Yep. Well, yep. um, not for now. we'll, not we'll for have now. to look elsewhere. And uh, I guess one place you can look is Microsoft for entertainment. Um, right. This blew my mind. And mm -hmm. like I've had, you might sense the excitement off of me as we go <laughs> forward here. But this is me having sat on this for a little bit and let mm -hmm. it like mold it over and stuff because this was, uh, I think, two days ago, or maybe it was even just yesterday morning this was announced. Um, Microsoft bought ZeniMax slash Bethesda for $7.5 billion. Mm -hmm. um, to put that in perspective, Disney bought Marvel and Lucasfilm for just over that, like combined. <laughs> so um, it's, a big, it's a big purchase. Yeah. Um, to me, one of the most, um, like, industry shaking moves that I know of. Um, you know, what this ultimately means is not only do they own now they, the Bethesda employees, like 2,300 of them worldwide, they also own the IP. Mm -hmm. So um, some of the biggest game franchises ever, um, Doom, Quake, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, mm -hmm. Prey, Dishonored, Wolfenstein, uh, games that go back many years, uh, an acclaimed studio, they're now all under the umbrella of Microsoft. And it's nuts. I just, mm -hmm. I was shocked. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that this showcases how serious Microsoft is about this business. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they understand their competitors here in Google and um Amazon could eventually, you know, they've got cash too and lots of it. They could eventually throw down and suck up some of these other companies as they're they're in starting to try to get their own gaming things mm -hmm. off the ground. Um, right. So they need to jump. And being an over 
a trillion dollar market cap company, they can they can make those kinds of moves and mm-hmm. um, huge, huge deal. Yeah, I think this was what Xbox needed uh, to get the news cycle on them in a very positive way. You know what I mean? Like they've they've been I mean, we've we've obviously had, you know, the back and forth between um, Microsoft and Sony, like, you know, releasing events, previews, you know, here's a sneak peek of our consoles. Here's now. I mean, we haven't even talked about um, they've both released pricing now, of course, for their consoles. Um, and, you know, Sony was kind of the latest to do that. They had their their PS5 event recently. And now I think with this news, Microsoft is just like running and dominating the media circuit right now in terms of gaming. Yep. I mean, they'll have this for a little while. Of course, it's the, the question everybody's going to as well. How will this mm-hmm. how is this going to play out? Are, are the games from Bethesda now going to be exclusive Right. To the Xbox ecosystem. Right. Um, so it's anyone's guess. It's mm-hmm. hard. They talk like Bethesda will still be publishing a lot of their stuff themselves. Yeah. Right. So I don't know what the deal is they have worked out exactly. I'm guessing that Microsoft dropped the big bucks and is willing to let some of these things go to a lot of other platforms mm-hmm. because one, they'll have guaranteed day one launches available on Game Pass. Right. So like everything that comes here is automatically in that subscription fee. So it's, I mean, if you, Game Pass is just nuts at this point. It's mm-hmm. just getting nuts. It's kind of like when Netflix finally got, you know, they start, hit it big with like the Netflix or the Marvel shows and then Stranger right. Things just kind of took off then. And it just yep. became this value that uh, everybody had to have. Um and then the other part that I guess I've seen some people talk about, but not enough, is that Microsoft is very forward-thinking in the way of game streaming services. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bethesda announced the other year their own game streaming service, Orion, and it was supposedly oh, very okay. good technology behind it. Mm-hmm. And no doubt that was a huge part of them wanting to hoover these guys up right. so they can incorporate that tech into their own streaming platform. Right. Uh, so I yeah. think... Uh, yeah, I mean, for Xbox, it's really all about the streaming platform. I mean, yep. not not only do they have Game Pass, but they've got Ultimate, and then they've got cloud streaming. So, yep. I mean, they're 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 really all about that right now. So, I think that that move, like you said, makes a lot of sense in terms of grabbing that technology to make their their platforms the best they can be. Yep. And it'll be it'll be interesting because they um, they if this was most any other company, you can guarantee all these games are locked down to mm-hmm. one platform. Right. Microsoft has talked a different game. We'll kind of see what they, what they, if they kind of stick to that or what. Uh, my preference, and I think would be very reasonable and uh, would make both business sense, it would look decent for them, mm-hmm. would be to any Bethesda game that comes out, gets a, say, six month to a year exclusive console exclusivity to xbox coming to game pass and then after that six months to a year they can get a playstation slash nintendo launch sure yeah so that's i mean that's already giving all pc players that's giving all game pass uh subscribers on xbox and on android mobile access Mm -hmm. to these games day and date and then after six months to a year I, i think that's completely reasonable 
And yeah. uh, it both brings people in and it's an incentive to bring people into your own service. And at the same time, not locking a chunk of the market off completely right. from this giant developer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I think in Phil Spencer's interview, I mean, he mentioned the fact that like anything already being developed and already agreed upon by Bethesda for other platforms yeah. is going to be honored. So I think that they're willing to, um, you know, work something out going forward for future games and be fair, like yep. you said, like work out some kind of, you know, time duration for exclusivity and then open it up to the public. So I think, um, I think they're starting from a great position and they can negotiate from a great position, but yeah, I don't think that they're going to just lock it away. Yep. I think, uh, I think it'd be foolish to not do some sort of exclusivity aspect to pull people in. Mm -hmm. um, I know yeah. that like ultimately just like the more places it is potentially the more money you make, but it is, I mean, it is important to cultivate that, uh, that fan base, a loyal mm -hmm. follower people to spread the message, you know, kind of thing. And if it's yep. just everywhere all the time, completely from day one, um, you, it's hard to cultivate that, you know, Netflix mm -hmm. has its following because of stranger things and no one complains that Stranger Things is only available on Netflix. Right. You know, why don't you let Stranger Things be on Amazon Prime? Why right. Why don't you let it be on Hulu? You know, well, because it's our show. That's right. why. Now, the difference is that you don't need much for particular hardware to stream Netflix. It can be pretty much anything. Right. But I'd argue, you know, basically any computer, any number of Xbox consoles for the following number of years, and any Android device with a reasonable internet connection, then that's a pretty fair, large audience already. Right. So, and if Apple allows it, it'll be iOS devices too. So, right. Yeah. They, they were talking that they're still negotiating right now, obviously their, yep. their platform on Apple. So we'll see what happens with that. Yep. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, so lots of that comes right the day before pre-orders. Uh, we did, mm -hmm. Ashley and I did manage to secure uh, Xbox One X uh, pre-order. Okay, um, going with the sorry, One X. Xbox Series X, I just did it. Oh yeah. Like all the people on Amazon supposedly <laughs> pre-ordering the wrong thing. Dang so, it. Uh, but yeah, we got so, the new one coming. So you got the uh, Series X tough. though, not the S? Correct, yep. Okay, all right. We've got, got a couple 4K TVs, I ain't. I ain't going S. Um, <laughs> so, um, and we did not, speaking now like of next topic, the other, the competitor here, PlayStation, we did not get a PlayStation um, pre-order. We did try, but okay. being we could not be per be ready with a date and time that it began, we we weren't ready. Like um, oh, sure. retailers broke the, the like release embargo or whatever. And, uh, so yeah, we, we did not get in on in time for that. So okay. unfortunately, okay. But this was the important one to us, I guess, cause, uh, that's what Ashley plays the most. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, PlayStation, um, they, so in like, they had a good event, um, mm -hmm. the other yeah. week it's, but then it, it turned weird because they released so many details afterwards. Mm -hmm. They said pre-orders were going live that the net day after, but then they went live that night. Mm -hmm. um, and then they really shifted tones in their blog post 
they've been speaking for months about believing in generations and moving forward in technology and we don't want to like have the PlayStation 4 hold back developers. Well, it was revealed then that both the new Spider-Man game and the new Horizon game will be coming to PlayStation 4 as well, completely spitting in the face of that kind yeah. of messaging. So whereas all oh, these games aren't possible, you know, we don't want developers targeting lesser hardware and like right i mean left it out of their conference put in a blog post later so um it's nothing wrong with them doing this just it's so it's starting to see a real pattern of sony not being up front mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and their new leadership has me a bit worried that they can't get straight answers out of them um, yeah so well when when you yeah. send mixed messaging like that you know people wonder like who do i believe like Who's actually telling me, you know, the real story? Um, you know, did you did leadership not communicate with your communications team and somebody put out like old information, you know, or they're leaking information? Yeah, it just creates like a general like wariness and a mistrust that, you know, you can you can fix. But I mean, you can't keep doing this, like say one thing on one platform and then say another thing on another. So, yeah, that that's definitely a problem. And there, and then they, other Spider-Man stuff came out. There was more questions being asked about it. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, whereas games like Cyberpunk 2077, um, a lot of games are being announced that, hey, you'll be able to buy the game right away and you'll get an upgraded version to the for next gen when it comes. Uh, Spider-Man will not be that case. Mm -hmm. um, so if you bought it and you have a copy, you can play it on PS5 but you're not going to get the improvements um, that right. come with the new release. You got to buy it again. And right, which I would be upset about. So. I mean, yeah, why not, right? I mean, a game like, uh, go back to Witcher 2, you know, old mm -hmm. game, it keeps getting improved. Witcher 3 now is getting a brand new update um, mm -hmm. and release for next gen, and they're not charging extra for that yeah. you know you can buy the game brand new itself of course right yeah you have it so we've just seen over and over again these aren't technological barriers for this it's just they don't want to do it yeah you know? and so that's fine you cannot you know that it, nintendo does this kind of thing all the time too it's not unheard of uh, by any means but just don't lie to us about exactly. Like, oh, we couldn't do it. We don't want to put the manpower behind making this happen or whatever. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. I think you, I think you, um, cost yourselves more in the unhappy customer than you do in like forcing somebody to buy the new and the old versions. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's something to be said about customer service, having enough value that makes up for like the dollars that they spend buying a new game. Yep. Right. Um, okay, we're we're getting through this. We're almost to almost to the boys. Um, That's right. Uh, did you well? Did you have any other thoughts on the PlayStation event or anything like that? No. Um, I mean, I did. I did. I thought it was a like you said, it was a great event. Like I I love um, the events that Sony has been putting together. I think they all, besides being visually stunning. Um, they all have a nice like flow to them. Um, so, I mean, I, I just thought it was a good event, but yeah, a little marred by the back and forth afterwards. And then I think overtaken by the fact that, um, 
you know, Xbox just made this big deal with ZeniMax. Sure. So I guess my one other comment on the event was it um, it was very good in a vacuum um, mm -hmm. because it, the, most of what they showed were just a little bit different trailers of what was already announced. Mm -hmm. You know, so like Resident Evil 8, you know, we just got a new trailer for it. Well, we already knew that game was coming. It's coming right. to everything. Um, we didn't get, you know, gameplay on it. So that was over and over. Here's the game we announced. Here's a little another trailer of it. Um, yep. That was most of the show. We got the cool things to me where you got a, a Miles Morales demo mm -hmm. and you got a uh, Final Fantasy 16 announcement. Yep. So. Um, and other gaming news, uh, Night City Wire, uh, the live streams that CD Projekt Red has been putting on for the upcoming Cyberpunk 2077 uh, had their third iteration um, this last week. And I don't have much to say about it other than it, the game still looks great. Um, <laughs> I Again, I don't need to hear more, but it was, it was a well put together show. Mm -hmm. And I'm wearing a I'm wearing a cyberpunk shirt right now. You are. That looks sweet. Yeah. Samurai shirt. Yep. <laughs> so. Um, and then I saw in completely non-gaming related news in any yeah. fashion that I can think of, Teddy Mellencamp is leaving the Real Housewives. Yeah, you shocked me with this. I had no clue that was coming. Um, I know there were a lot of calls after um this season and the reunion, um, especially for like Teddy and Rinna to leave. Mm. Um, a lot of calls just um, feeling like the, the ladies were being bullies and um, or in Teddy's case, playing victim a lot and just like really frustrated about her relationship with Kyle. So I can't say that I'm surprised that she's leaving, even though I was surprised at the announcement. Like I, I didn't think that um, she would be leaving after this season, but I can't say that I'm sorry about it. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. It's gonna be interesting to see how Kyle is after after this now. Yes, it'd be it'd be nice if she was uh, a little bit more chill and and I mean really, you know, got rekindled some of her friendships with the other ladies because I I do think she's just like too tight with Teddy and it, and it suffers like her other relationships. So. Yep. All right. From a crazy bunch of girls to the boys, crazy um, bunch of boys. Yeah. Yep. Spoiler time for anyone that's not caught up with us mm -hmm. on the boys from Amazon prime season two, episodes three and four. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to kick us off. What do you th what do you think? What I I don't remember episode three that well. I have to kind of have to look through my notes again. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I uh, I always take my like stream of consciousness notes, so I feel like you know I'm I'm almost like rewatching the episode as I read my own notes, which is great. Um, yeah, I thought I thought episode three kicked us off in um you know kind of a a very different fashion. You know, it seemed that, you know, the boys were out on this boat on the water. They were like somehow mm -hmm. weirdly, you know, it seemed like a vacation somehow. And then um, we jump right into like the relationship dynamics between the boys that kind of like ended the last episode where, you know, they were trying to capture Kimiko's brother. Um, 
you know, Butcher and Huey were having their like power struggles and, and Butcher was coming on like really strong, like fall in line or get out of my group basically kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so we, we open in this very peaceful setting, but we, we soon get back right into those like power dynamics. Um, which I think is is good that we're addressing them because I felt like we both talked about the fact that this needed to be addressed, like this tension between Butcher yep. and Huey um, and like how they were going to fit into the group with one another. Um, so they started off in a really nice place where Butcher was trying to apologize. Huey was standing up for himself, you know, by kind of slugging Butcher back, getting him back for that one that he he surprised him with. So I felt like they were growing and building. And then unfortunately we get interrupted. Um, you know, by the arrival of like these outside influences, by by the fact that you know the the police department is here because it turns out the boys have stolen this boat that they're on, mm-hmm. um, and um, the, uh, but right before that that happens, we get um, they're watching TV on the boat and they see that um, really 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 big thing has happened. Um, Annie Starlight has gotten compound V to a news outlet and they're, they're running with it. They're blasting Vought. They're just like Mm -hmm. superheroes are made. They're not born. Like what is compound V? Like what is Vought hiding from us? And they, they kind of like celebrate this huge break that they think that they've gotten. And, you know, Frenchie and MM, they're so excited for Huey and Butcher just like, can't get there. He can't like be excited for him. Yep. And I think it's, I think it's unfortunate because we had this like moment where they were like, Butcher was like, "Ah, I'm sorry, I should treat you better. And he was like, I should stand up for myself. And then they like fall back into this pattern of Huey does something, but Butcher doesn't think it's good enough. Yep. Uh, And then we see the deep (laughs) riding in to the rescue. The deep. Yeah. Yeah. We get a lot more of the deep and his weird, like, church yeah. cults that he's in so i i gotta say i'm really confused about how committed the deep is to this yeah. um church of the collective because in the beginning of the episode um you know this all the news comes out about vaught and he's freaking out and you know um uh i think it's eagle the archer i can't remember or if it's hawk oh, the archer yeah yeah, uh, I can't remember his name, but his, but his other friend who's in the, the collective with him, he's like, oh, you know, why don't we do some breathing exercises? Let's recite the commandments and the tenets. And he's like, fuck you. I just want to order some Papa John's pizza and just like, <laughs> you know, have yeah, my well, moment. Time. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on, like you said, he kind of comes in riding very awkwardly in on this whale, <laughs> standing in the beach, like trying to block the boys from making their escape with his superhero pose. Mm-hmm. and um you know all the seven kind of catch up with him and they're like oh where have you been like sounds like you've you know joined the church of the collective and he's like i have and you know let me tell you about my light that i'm still searching for so i'm just not quite like sure how committed the deep is to this new thing that he's found it takes time it's- to change your life change it's- who you are <laughs> to me it was a little bit of like a continuity like so is he in? Is he out? <sighs> like, let me know. So, I, I'm enjoying this um, season a lot so far, but mm-hmm. I am seeing less polish. 
Yes. It, it seems mm -hmm. less polished than that. And it's like not wrecking things, but it's just, um, you know, like you say, this kind of thing. I, I know later that I'm just not sure that Kimiko would be making these choices. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm still from previous episodes uncertain of this, if this is how things, obviously it's a tough situation with her and her brother. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, as we get to you later with her brother and that not going so well, it's like, well, how did you envision this ending for your brother? Right. right. You know, how did you see this going? Like, if you didn't just run away with him, how do you think he was going to be safe? He was being right. turned in. He was being turned into authorities right. as a terrorist. Right. Um, what, what do you think is going to happen here? You know? And so I just yeah. don't know, like I, with the, her, uh, allegiances to, you know, to Frenchie or the others um, go that deep so quickly, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I don't know. So it's something yeah. that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard because, I mean, on the one hand, you obviously understand that her brother is is threatening to go through their group to get to Homelander um, and, and the other, you know, soups. Um, so obviously she doesn't want him to kill anyone. Like she doesn't believe that that's mm -hmm. right. And, and sure. Like I follow that. I follow that logic up to there. Um, she wants to, you know, run away. He doesn't. So of course that's not yep. an option then. So she thinks her other option is like you said, to turn him in. But did she really understand who she was turning him into? Like it wasn't just going to be that the boys would lock him away in a cell forever. You know, it was going to be right. Mallory and whatever group she's a part of, um, right. which, I'm, which I'm not quite clear on. I know she's, she keeps saying like, Oh, I've got connections and you know, I can get mm -hmm. you, right. you know, this government assistance, but I'm just not sure who that is. So, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're an Food unknown. Stamps. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're an unknown entity. So were they going to lock him up? Were they going to torture him for information? Um, mm -hmm. Would they have eventually killed him? Nobody knows. And she seems to be fine with the not knowing, which, like you said, is kind of a problem in, yep. in you know, understanding her character motivations. Yep. So, um, well, before I get to like another inconsistency, inconsistency, I guess, we'll get yeah. to um, Homelander and yeah. getting to see him deal with his kid and yeah. all weirdness and that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, lots of awkward things, I guess. Yeah. So I mean, what would you do in that situation? That'd be tough. Yeah. It, I mean, Homelander's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Homelander's definitely a forceful personality. Um, mm -hmm. and when he, when he wants something, he kind of goes after it a bit single-mindedly, um, to his own and to others' detriment, I think sometimes. Um, yep. So, of course, you know, we, we open with his segment of the story that he's found Becca um, and we, he's found his son, Ryan. And he's weirdly trying to play like happy house with them. It's like very creepy 1950s. Like, I'm going to sit at the breakfast table and drink a glass mm -hmm. of milk and have some pancakes. And, you know, mom's going to serve us. And Becca and Ryan keep kind of doing things that don't fit in with this like weird 1950s nuclear family vibe. So he's just kind of like, okay, like I can't have that. So why don't we go do something fun and play catch outside? And then, you know, they, 
he takes his son outside and like the second they went outside, I was like, he's going to test him for powers. I know he is like, cause he keeps saying like, you're my son, you're my son. So he keeps expecting him to do all this stuff. The second they were outside and up on the roof, I was like, yep. Homelander is going to push him off. Like, <laughs> like I knew it. I just knew it. Mm-hmm. And of course he does because he's like, you're fine. You're my son. Like go do your thing. Be indestructible like me. And luckily for him, Ryan turns out to have powers. But what I didn't see coming was the fact that, like, Homelander pushes him off the roof. He he ends up being fine, although, of course, Becca freaks out. And then Homelander tries to take control of the situation, and little Ryan is, like, not having any of it. He, like, pushes his yeah. old man, get out of here, I just want to be with my mom. Like, yeah. So... Yeah. Kind of a kind of an interesting dynamic. I mean, I think up to this point, Ryan was all excited. Like, I have a daddy now. You know, he's Maybe. coming. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I mean, theoretically, Hesitant, I, but yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Theoretically, I think he was very excited. Um, yeah. he was like hopeful about where this could go. And now, now I think he's sort of back to, oh my god, I don't know this guy very well. He's the stranger who pushed me off the roof. Like, Self love. Yeah. Lie, <laughs> kid. Man, Why? it's it's. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but also Homelander, it's way too soon to be pushing your kid off the roof. <laughs> you know, um, Becca keeps talking like she's, oh, I'm not raising him like that. I'm not raising him like that. It's like mm-hmm. it's kind of like if you keep junk food away from your children, or you like, yeah, you know, alcohol is complete taboo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden they can, and they're like, okay, you know, go, go crazy. crazy. Yeah, this kid's gonna discover his powers at some point. Didn't grow up right. with like learning how it's what they are, how to use them, the limits, all right. that stuff, and it's gonna go nuts. So yeah, I don't, I don't think that's good. yeah, I think uh, I think she's got a bit of an extreme view as well. Like I I understand mm-hmm. where she's coming from. She obviously hasn't had the best interaction with superheroes, and so right. you know there's no need to just like teach him like oh whatever you want you can just do with your powers, but like having the ability to understand them, know what they are, know what maybe his limits are, um, is, you know, I think more of maybe like a moderation kind of view. Yeah. Yeah. So. You get, I mean, you got to make it normal for them. So then when mm-hmm. they, you know, they're not, um, out there, like they all, all don't all of a sudden get at a massive ego. Yeah. You know, look what I can do. And, you know, you just get such a power surge there. So. Right. Or, you know, end up hurting somebody because you're you're not yeah. ready right you know you're playing with the other kids and you don't know the the limits of your own strength and i mean clearly it's formidable if he was able to like throw back homelander you know yep. i mean he's he's got yep. more than normal so yeah right we'll definitely be interested to see how that situation develops there mm-hmm um otherwise yeah just homelander being really creepy um mm-hmm. he only keeps upping that i love the movie pitch scenario <laughs> that's all the seven are sitting down and they get their movie pitch except for homelander's not there or whatever i guess and um right um which is hilarious that because was the funny. pitch is basically homelander doing all of the stuff yeah. mm-hmm. i thought it was really funny so it's a it's again this thing where you know I, I think it's intentional and uh, I like it there. They made me like Stormfront until you're like, oh man, she's terrible. Yes, <laughs> she's so bad. Yes. So yeah, keep I keep doing would... this stuff and yeah. 
I was all in on her. And then, yeah, later we obviously realized, whoopsie. I still want to know what the deal is with her in terms of strategy from Vought. Like, what is, I mean, before it's always been very approved superheroes on lockdown, you Mm -hmm. know, can't date who you don't want. And like, clearly it seems like a lot of that, you know, it's change of leadership. So that's different. But clearly the people from the top seem like they're not caring. But then all of a sudden, Mr. Egger comes down and is talking to everybody about needing to get out there and stuff, you know. And so I'm just not sure how she's out there spreading the message. Vot sucks, basically, all this stuff. You know, it's more in the next episode. But what's their plan with this? Or is this this an oversight in the writing? Or is this um, some sort of grand master plan? Right. Yeah, she's certainly, um, you know, as we close out the episode, um, just to not give too much away yet, because I definitely want to talk about the the closing sequence of the episode, because it's pretty big in terms of, of character moments. Um, as we do close out the episode, they're at a shelter because a, a disaster has taken place. And, um, you know, v- Stormfront seems to be back on sort of the company line, whereas earlier in the episode... We see that, you know, com- the news about Compound V is broken out. Everybody's really upset at Vought. Like, how dare you keep this secret from us? And you've been paying these people and your monsters. And she's, like, leading that charge. She's like, this company doesn't mm-hmm. care about you. They only care about the money. So she's out there. But then at the close of the episode, Vought is, um, you know, helping to, like, clean up a disaster that they, in fact, have created. Um, but she's, like out in front doing like PR for Vought and being like, Oh, you know, we're here. And I just mm-hmm. want everybody to know we're so supportive and the real heroes are, you know, the everyday people. So it's a very weird shift back and forth where she sort of goes with Vought when it agrees with her in the moment, but she also like stands against him, them when it agrees with her in the moment. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. that's that's something deliberate that Vought's allowing, if they're not aware mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. Um, which they should be because she's blasting it all over, of course, her like Instagram live and her feeds and everything. So it would be weird if they weren't. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just not sure if it's a it's a bigger strategy or like you said, it's some inconsistencies in the writing. I mean, yeah, just a miscalculation by the company, perhaps, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, often you know someone hires someone and it's oh, you know we thought you'd be better than this or miss, right. <laughs> not fit, not a right fit here right exactly but there's no attempt to rein her in so yeah but yeah but she gets out there so much you know she's in in the spotlight like you say so much so yeah I mean do. I mean I don't know if it's you know Vought sort of calculating that any attention is good attention and you know we can overcome what you know negative attention she brings by the fact that like she's technically still with us so you know mm-hmm. some part of the people must see that she's a part of Vought so yeah I'm not sure yeah. right now but I think I think it'll be an interesting thing to watch as the season develops you yeah know, her relationship with the company itself yeah well they're covering I guess just covering their bases too, you know, they kind mm-hmm. of, they can't look like they have a bunch of stooges in there then that are just like spitting out the dogma of the company. Right. Might, 
is as funny as it seems, it might ha- might help their image, I guess. <laughs> so, it's kind of like when a company wants to change their image and like, oh, well, we're forming a special panel yeah. that is going to address these issues and we're going to have mo- meetings and, you know, what whatever, all this stuff. And right. so it's like, here's our, here's our addressing this right. to appease you. Please don't get mad at us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But yeah, we can get into the end bit there, I guess, um, with um, the craziness of Stormfront yeah. and finding out that um, she is a bad bad bitch in in the mm-hmm. literal sense not well okay i guess it still wouldn't be literal but in the more literal sense mm-hmm. uh and not in the like oh she's cool sense right yeah she's yeah we, a terrible person she is she is <laughs> yeah yeah we have this whole moment where you know the seven are kind of let off their leashes um as edgar is like you should get out there mm-hmm. we're gonna capture this terrorist yeah. we need to get some good pr I, I kind of loved it because A-Train was like, what? We don't have to be prepped or briefed or, you know, yeah. what about legal? And I was like, come on, you baby, like, get yep. out there. Um, so, yeah, so they, <laughs> they, uh, they, you don't need a babysitter. You're a freaking superhero. Um, so they get out there. They confront the boys um, who are, of course, harboring the terrorist, Kimiko's brother. Mm-hmm. And they have a real showdown in these sewer tunnels. Um that that ends with you know Kimiko's brother and Butcher saving the day and burying Homelander for for moments right. while they while they make yep. their escape. Yep, because yeah, Homelander's about to uh, make Starlight kill Huey. Which yeah. I mean, the second the second I saw the three of them alone on the screen, I was like, oh shit, this isn't good. Like this is going down yeah. right now, and it almost did if it wasn't for Butcher coming in and, and using Kimiko's brother to save the day. Um, so yeah, so they, they escape out of these tunnels. Kimiko's brother goes running because of course he's free now. And Kimiko chases after him to bring him back. And they end up in a apartment complex um, where Stormfront tracks them down. And I mean, you, you think she's sort of going about her job and just like trying to capture the terrorist, but then we see her, um, go through these walls, find this black family in an apartment building and start attacking them for what seems like no reason at all. She just kind of like fries them with her fingers. She like throws one um, and basically smashes his head into a pulp against the, the window. Um, we see her like move through the apartment complex, chasing down Kimiko and her brother. And she's just like exploding it. Like every level of the apartment building is just on fire explosions. Like people are screaming and you really don't get to why she's causing all of this mayhem and destruction until she gets up on the roof, finally gets Kimiko's brother alone and just, tortures him i mean like Mm -hmm. breaks off his hands which was disturbing to see um she starts choking him to death and she's like open your eyes i want to watch you she calls him a yellow a yellow bastard um so we get both that she's pretty psychotic she clearly gets off on murdering people because the whole like open your eyes i want to watch you thing i i thought was like 
like almost sexual. Like she was just like, Oh my God, I love it. Um, and then of course, like calling him a racist name is like, well, okay. I see why you attacked the black people in the home before because you're a racist. So yeah. Yeah. I didn't read it that way immediately (laughs) until because there is that, Oh, well, she's just, She's just bad. She just doesn't care. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like collateral damage. Like yep, I'm just, same. But then, yeah, it seems like, you know, it's uh, there's definitely, and we see this more in the next episode too. Mm-hmm. There's clearly uh, an an agenda um, they've given this character here to. Right. Um. So yeah, that was quite the it's quite the shock, quite the surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Homelander shows up unhappy that she killed. Uh, she killed his prey, mm-hmm. said it was uh, his to do. And so then we the episode ends with her lapping up all the praise. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, this guy was destroying this building. He killed these people. And our new hero, Stormfront, put an end to it. That's and right. And Homelander is just back in the, I don't know, food line or something. Just doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a great so. way to end the episode because it really sets it up for a Stormfront Homelander showdown. Yes. As well as, you know, we we end the episode uh, with Kimiko watching Stormfront on the TV. So they're clearly going to have a showdown because Stormfront yep. killed her brother. So it kind of made me wonder if, like, Stormfront's the thing that, like, weirdly ends up uniting the seven and the boys somehow you know i know we talked about you know what i mean like last season we talked about the fact that like um nakib was going to be the thing that you know oh my god he's got superpowers he's a super terrorist and he just blew up that military base and what if these are the things that end up uniting them and then that turned out to definitely not be the case but with this tension between stormfront and homelander and stormfront and kimiko i wonder I mean, possible? Yeah, I maybe. Mean, I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be the. Um, yeah, it'd be the heroes and the boys pairing up against Vought. You know, mm-hmm. you could see like the making of that easily with yeah. uh, Starlight, and then with Stormfront for sure. And then right. if, you know, they start getting in new blood or whatever. I mean, kind of from the inside sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, like you say, it could still kind of go that way in some in some fashion. Mm-hmm. I should. I, I do have to ask quickly before we get on to the next episode. Do you think that Starlight yeah. would have killed Huey? No. Okay. No. So what was I she think... gonna do? She looked like she was gonna try. Would she have tried to blast Homelander with all she's got, and then just like try to get out or what? Yeah, I. I think either she would have tried to like fake it and somehow like blast Huey away or un- yeah unconscious or you know something yeah. or yeah she could have just like charged it all up and been like this is my shot like yep so just got to try and take it <laughs> yep mm-hmm. but no I, I don't think she would have killed Huey I think I think she's definitely got issues with him still and she's still got some shit to be mad about but not for murder yep all right Episode four. Um, mm-hmm. it, why don't we pick up on that again with Re- yeah. Huey and um, Anne, because um, Annie, because it. I think you noted this too. How it seems how they've kind of moved past their stuff um, yeah. pretty quickly, <laughs> and definitely in this one because they have sex again, mm-hmm. and. 
although I get it because it like, look, if someone's comforting, someone's comforting kind of thing. Right. Right. But you know, and you're in tough situations and you're working together towards a common goal and all that sort of thing. But, um, man, yeah, I, they didn't, they did not deal with, uh, their issues. Uh, Huey's deception in particular. I mean, that was, that's right. really the big thing. Um, right. so yeah, they kind uh, of just see that they kind of just seeg into this, like, Starlight's having a really hard time, which of course she should be like, you know, she, she just outed mm-hmm. Vought and she's under a lot of pressure and Homelander obviously suspects her like 24 hours a day of being in league with Huey and he could kill her, but they just kind of move past that. And like, you know, Huey is very comforting, offers to take her on this like cute little road trip. They, they do a like cute car sing along. They have moments at the diner. Then they have sex again. Like you said, like, Wow. I mean, I I know you might need a break from reality, but man, it seems like a lot to just like yep. leave in the past while you have this like, you know, cute little vacay. Yep. Yep. That whole thing was interesting. And obviously during that little trip, we see, we find out that's kind of the big deal. Mm-hmm. Find out about Liberty. Mm-hmm. They've been tracking down mm-hmm. and I mean, it's, it's out of order and it's, it's the big, big surprise here, but, uh, that Liberty is indeed a racist that has mm-hmm. disappeared, but is apparently doesn't age or doesn't age very fast and is indeed right. Stormfront. Right. So we get the, the connection there. Like why, you know, they've been given the task to hunt down Liberty. Oh, she mm-hmm. must be dead by now. Nope. Nope, she's not. She just changed mm-hmm. her look. Yep. Yeah, so, I was I was very confused about the whole liberty hunt, you know, uh, right right away when they introduced it, and then of yeah, course it made sense. Right. Yeah. But yeah, right. it it in the beginning when Mallory just kind of like threw it out there, I was like, man, this is this seems really tangential to the storyline, and I'm not really sure. And what why do all... you need to make them go do that? You know, yeah, it's almost like yeah. a video game fetch quest or something like that. Yes. You yes. could just, here's the newspaper clippings. <laughs> you see their faces, it's the same person. Wow. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like they, they needed a reason for Huey and Annie to, to have like that little interlude. Really, that's the reason you think? No, no way. That's I don't think that's convenient. the sole reason, no, but I, but I think it, it's like part of like yeah, the circuitous, like, Right, we couldn't just hand you the newspaper clipping and boom, there she is, the big reveal. Yep. We needed to like send you on a quest to do it. Um, yep. But it was kind of it was kind of cool. I actually thought in terms of learning more about MM and his background and his yeah. life with you know mm-hmm. his dad, the fact that he's got OCD, which I totally didn't notice until Annie brought it up this episode, and she's like, you don't notice how he like taps you know, the steering wheel or, you know, he stirs his coffee exactly three times or, you know, just things that I just was kind of cool for character development because I like him. So. Yep. Yep. Um, there's a lot, it's just a lot that happened in this episode. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a lot of places you can go here. Um, dealing with Stormfront yet, um, Mm -hmm. former Liberty, we get her, little bit of a backstory um mm-hmm. not a good one um and, and her con- confrontation with homelander 
So yeah. this episode, we see Homelander going around saying, I don't need anyone. I don't, mm-hmm. don't need anyone. And that kind of growing and building as we go. And so he starts confronting people and kind of, I'm tired of the lies and stuff. So he sort of takes turns going up to all the, the members of the seven, except for Black Noir, of course, you know. Right, yeah. He approves there. Um, but yeah, so further teases towards the Homelander versus Stormfront kind of thing, mm-hmm. confrontation coming. And it yeah. makes me wonder, are we ultimately going to end up rooting for Homelander? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're going to make us, they're going to make us hope Homelander can defeat Stormfront. Mm-hmm. But because, I mean, just in measures of terrible. Right. I mean, you kind of have the whole, um, like, uh, South Park presidential elections, turd sandwich versus a douche. Yeah. Uh, and it's, this is what we're going to get here, which is worse for you. It's super uh, true. It's super true. Like, I mean, we've spent seasons learning how weird and awful right? and casually horrible Homelander is. But at yep. the same time, like, we've never just watched him, like, blow up a building and then be like, oh. I mean, we did, well, I guess we did see him down a plane full of people. Exactly. But he did it. But he did at least try to save them first. Like, that yes. was plan A, rather than just, like, I'm here, I'm just going to blow it up and then be sorry about it. That was, like, his, oh, yep. shit, here's my backup plan. So, yeah, it's, re- it's really hard because... We have seen both of them now do some like really terrible, awful things. Mm-hmm. Except that Homelander's just like now feeling like slightly less because being terrible is like a side occupation rather than like his main goal. Yeah, I mean he's um, he's just selfish. Yes. Uh, whereas uh, and and selfish to the point of being evil. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, Stormfront is um, is on a a vendetta, like she's a you know uh, like a, literally a hateful person, yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's willing to bring that to levels of evil. So, oh, and takes pleasure in it. Yes, you know that's yes. be the other difference as well. I don't think Homelander. I think he's indifferent most of the time. You know, right. Right. I mean, I, I do think we see, we see other forms of him enjoying casual cruelty. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, mostly against the seven though is, is where we see most of his interactions because he doesn't really seem to have interactions with other people. Really. He doesn't have relationships with other people than in the seven. I mean, he has adoring fans, but that's not, you know, the same. So you see, I mean, you see him like, like the deep, um, his interaction with the deep where he says like, cover up your gills. They're disgusting. Like, yeah, you know, we see right. where that, where that deep shame comes from. We see Homelander in this episode, um, out queen mm. Maeve, you know, just casually on, on live television, like surprise, she's gay. Um, you know, right. so, yeah. and, and seems to enjoy, you know, revealing that to everyone. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's, he's got the, the capability for cruelty, um, but it's yeah. it's slightly below Stormfronts because she seems to to view it on a more massive scale that she can inflict damage. I think he takes his his pleasure in his uh, moments of you know his, his power trip moments. Yeah, his where superiority. Can I, where can I get off on power here and there? Mm-hmm. You know, where can I flex that? 
um, versus like actually being um, angry or um, yeah. something like that about something destructive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, do you do you buy his um, his falling apart? We're starting to see his fall, his deterioration. You know, mm -hmm. he doesn't have his he doesn't have his his uh, boss lover whatever or, or does mother. he <laughs> well yeah what did exactly. you what did you think about that <laughs> so i thought it was a fantasy at first i did too i thought, <laughs> I thought he is going to this cabin this is his list his, his escape he's probably in reality sipping a little bit of milk you know and uh god his obsession and, with milk <laughs> but this was so much worse so much worse uh, yeah, the doppelganger is turning into. Uh, I don't remember her name. Alan could probably help us out. Uh, Stillwell, Madeline Stillwell. Stillwell. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just don't. I mean, what levels you have to go to that that's okay. Um. Yeah. And how and how messed up is doppelganger? I, I mean, well, he probably doesn't have a choice, frankly. I mean, I I know, but he also he also seems to like enjoy it on some level which makes me well it makes me wonder like if you spend so much of your time being other people like how does that you know warp you in some ways because Vought, Vought and Homelander and the Seven clearly use him to portray other people this is the second time that we've seen him portray someone else and sort of get weirdly sexual about it um, obviously, the first time was with the senator um, that they were trying to, you know, force to sign the the um, military bill. And then now, like, he's just, like, offering, like, I'll do whatever you want sexually, Homelander. Like, let's get it on. I don't know. It just it sort of made me think, like, both of them are very twisted in very different ways, I think. Yeah. Yep. Well, that doesn't go well for him. Um, yeah. <laughs> as we see. But uh, but clearly... Homelander, so he's starting to starting to fall apart here. He's going mm -hmm. around trying to like regain control here or something. Mm -hmm. When he's not really used to having to have the responsibility of being a leader, like mm -hmm. he's put in that pedestal as being the leader. Right. But he doesn't have to actually do that. You right. know, go here, do this, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but despite his creepiness, he's always seemed intelligent. Mm -hmm. And like he doesn't know what he's doing and stuff. And right. um, we see that in his his speeches, you know, like talking to his crowd and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, particularly with the confrontation with Stormfront, as you yeah. said, he did back down quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, that seems like an ego hit. Mm -hmm. He just came in from it at a point of uh, from a point of weakness. I and mean, that's where he's going to all his stuff, kind of, you know, yeah, uh, seeming he's not thinking it through. He's just like barking orders or whatever and just expecting everyone's just going to just do what he says automatically or something. Mm -hmm. And it came off as childish. And I guess he is childish in many right. ways, but he's right. always been also commanding and um, like you say, a presence. Mm -hmm. um, and he did not come off that way now. No, no. Um, it, it was very strange to me, although I, I thought maybe it could be saved by the fact that when he confronted Mr. Edgar about 
Vought and like, I'm your real, um, you know, your value, you can't replace me. And, yeah. and Edgar was like, no, it's compound V baby. Like we're a pharmaceutical company and Homelander backed down pretty quickly from that too. But then this last episode, we saw him come back at Mr. Edgar yeah. harder than ever. So I thought maybe they're establishing some sort of pattern with Homelander where he like comes on strong, he gets rebuffed. He needs a minute to like come back and then he kind of like strikes yeah, like, the final wait blow. a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's the case, although I don't know. It just, it left, I I was left from this confrontation feeling very unsatisfied. The fact that like he came in there and he's like, get out. It's my team. Like, you don't know what you're doing. And she just like walks all over him, weirdly hits on him again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And then, and then he just sort of like weakly leaves, like, I'll be back. Like you haven't heard the last of Homelander. And then, which, you know, is is never a good thing, I think, if you're looking in terms of, like, who has the power dynamic. It's it's yeah. never anybody who's, like, just leaves the room because they know they've lost. So Now, I did enjoy, and I think you remarked this in your notes as well, the before scene that kind of preempted this where he is having trouble dealing with all the memes yeah. <laughs> uh, that have been made about him. Oh, my God. And- and I do like Stormfront's kind of speech about that a little bit, how yeah. you, you're doing all this stuff and I have a team of, you know, five mm. people sitting there making memes and like, I can dominate the story here and right, stuff. Right, I own you, uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, offering help to him and, you know, uh, I'm sure, you know, just to be condescending, but like, right. Um, yeah, but that was a funny moment, flipping yes. through all the memes. Yes. There were some very clever memes in there, I have to mm-hmm. say. They they were pretty I love I love that they um they they landed I think the final one was, you know, where they've got the the girlfriend holding the hand of her boyfriend and yes. he's like turned around looking at somebody. Yeah. And Homelander's <laughs> yeah. like the disgruntled girlfriend, the public yeah. is the boy and Stormfront is the girl. That was so great. Like I felt like everybody just like immediately recognizes that. You're like, "Ah, I know that one." So when this show was watched in 20 years, will that be relevant? Will people still? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think maybe some of them might still be like, you know, you can sort of recognize them. It just won't be obviously as impactful as it is now. Yep. But it's a tough thing for art to decide. Do you want to be relevant or timeless? Right. Um, Right. And, um, I usually favor timeless because by its definition, it's always relevant, but, Mm -hmm. but this is, you know, lots of things. Comedy is often relevant, you know, it's it's supposed to like, you know, call to everything that makes sense for your day or whatever, you know, whatever's going on, you know, but there are comedians that are always funny. So yeah, there are jokes that are, you know, timeless. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, uh, I yeah I think this is definitely a moment of of you know current cultural touchstone, but at mm-hmm. least it's pretty small in the, in terms of like when I think of like the whole totality of the boys, like this is a pretty yep. small scene, but yeah. Yep. Well, we don't have too much time, but we got there's still quite a bit more here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot in this episode. Um, yes. We A train is gone. A train yeah. is being kicked out. 
because yep. according to Homelander, he's maybe in the top five fastest now. Yeah, uh, burn, burn. Yep. So uh, that's that. Um, the deep is the, still not back. What's that? I was gonna say the deep is still not back. Like he Definitely thought last still episode, not back. he's gonna be back and part of the team, and uh, yeah, he's not. So I see the weird. I was just going to say, I was just going to say quick, I think like Homelander hits like every other person except Black Noir in this episode. Like the deep is not coming back. He like squashes that down. Um, So, so the deep weirdly resorts to like, I'm going to marry somebody from the collective and she's going to be my wife and she's going to redeem me more collective weirdness. Um, He hits a train. You're out of, you know, the seven. He hits Maeve. You're a lesbian and I'm outing you right now. Um, he gets, uh, Starlight, obviously, with, like, literal threats. He goes after Stormfront, saying, like, I'm the leader, you need to fall in line behind me. So he's really just, like, hitting every single person, like, really trying to regain his power here. Yep. Um, the other big thing of this show, this episode, I guess, is (laughs) the whole Butcher and Becca reunion. So Butcher says uh, adios to the boys and Mm because he has now the location of becca he sneaks in pretty easily i guess that you know yeah a little too easy Um, man yeah they rendezvous they have a smoke and some sex and backseat loving yep um and it doesn't go well we Mm -hmm. find out confirmed uh Mm -hmm. that becca was was raped she does definitely love her child right and um ultimately she's choosing her kid over Mm -hmm. over butcher yeah which i mean obviously we we learned in this episode makes a lot of sense because Mm -hmm. you know butcher pretends like we could run away we'll be a family i can accept him um, and then ultimately we find out that he can't because, you know, he yep. freaks out at him being a superhero and having powers and he's a freak. And yeah, so there, there's just some things that, you know, he can't get over. He's got his own prejudices that he can't get over. And I think we've seen um, through earlier episodes, like they make him blind to the fact that superheroes can be good people. Like he sort of seems yep. to accept Kimiko because she isn't a superhero like she's been chained in a basement and she happens to have powers and i think like butcher can sort of divorce that from his mind but he can't he can't seem to accept like starlight is working for them and she's a good person and she's trying to do what she can to help and now we see he i mean even though he clearly loves becca and would do like anything for her he can't accept her son so yep yep so that was that was a very Sad. yeah, a disappointing end to that reunion for sure. And of mm-hmm. course leaves us wondering like what exactly Butcher is going to do now. Yeah. Right? He I mean ob- yeah, obviously critical moment. He's got to find how to move on now. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and Becca he does as well and you know, she has her kid and yep. you have to imagine Butcher's going to go back to the boys, but right. But he left the boys saying like, adios, MM is in charge. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, are we going to have like new power dynamic struggles? Are they just going to welcome him back with open arms? I mean, mm-hmm. the boys seem like they've each got their own separate troubles this episode. Um, MM kind of relives the story of his past on his road trip with Huey and Annie and, you know, the death of his father and how that affected him. Butcher obviously gets his reunion with Becca, but it doesn't go at all how he hopes. Frenchie uh, stupidly, stupidly does some drugs, tries to kiss Kimiko when she's in the middle of all of this, like, crazy emotional drama that she's trying to process. Hey, they do that in movies, you know? <laughs> oh, it's so sad. We're just going to make out right, now. You know? right. like that happens in movies, right? So, right. So he I goes mean... for it, totally gets rebuffed, and then has to go back to his old girlfriend or friend, Isabella. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, whatever she is. Um, they have some sex, and he gets some free therapy. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, which totally reminds me again what an awesome character she is. She is just, like, the yeah. best she's good at everything mm-hmm. so i'd love to see her yep. more as part of this oh you want a booty call sure oh you want some help because you're actually into this other girl sure yeah. you know <laughs> you blow up a building so that homelander doesn't find you and kill you cool yeah. i can i can hire a building to blow in three seconds flat like girl got skills yeah. so yeah yeah well hopefully hopefully that works out we do see that um at least Frenchie makes it in time to stop Kimiko from attacking Stormfront Storm. in public. Mm-hmm. And that probably would have gone badly. So Right, right. Yeah. In that public of a of a forum in front of that many people. Um, of course, you it's easy to spin a narrative that, you know, oh, it's the super terrorist sister and she's coming after me now. Like Yeah. What a victim it I am. It definitely reminds me of that kind of thing, like Wolverine. Versus Magneto, mm, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you've got this villain that um, yeah. is incredibly powerful, and he's harmed your person, you know, your guy you like, you know, mm-hmm. Kimiko here, and she can heal herself, and yes. she's kind of feral, and she's all, you know, she's gonna rip people apart, but she just be tossed to the side, yes, and um, and she's not gonna be taken. Uh, Stormfront's not going to take it easy on her right. in particular. So, right. um, yeah. yeah, I I was left a lot um, this episode wondering exactly how strong Stormfront is. Um, yes, that's the be- because you know I think we both agree that like if Kimiko went up against her, especially in this kind of setting, she would just like strike her down. She needs some sort of like setup. She needs an edge to, you know, get close and and help herself. Um, but then Stormfront, when she's having her con- confrontation with Homelander, backs down pretty quick when he like flashes his laser eyes at her. Yeah. Right. And I didn't know if that was like real, if she was really afraid, because of course we've seen him melt off somebody's so. face. But yeah, or is it a ploy and she's actually more indestructible because, you know, obviously she doesn't age the same way that normal people do because you know back in the 60s yeah so i so i was just wondering like i think this episode gives us some hints but also like opens some doors for some questions about how strong she is see which is why i thought that you know homelander should have they should have made homelander come off being she did back down 
Homelander should have came off as stronger in that confrontation. Right. And that would make the the real fall or the shock mm -hmm. that maybe he can't beat her right. um, all the more impactful. Uh, impactful. Yeah, right. absolutely. So, because I, I guarantee that's what we're, we're getting to. They're yeah. going to fight and he's going to, for the first time, understand physical pain mm -hmm. and that I may lose my life. And right. he's going to, you know, yeah, that the childishness is going to come out and that could be the the way that again they need to unite in some fashion because mm -hmm. we have a real supervillain now in our midst. Yeah. So besides just being a bad person, shady character, you know, uh just obnoxious, creepy, um and willing to do evil things. You've got real real bad guy now. So Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how these next couple of episodes go. If we get, you know, that sort of earlier in the season confrontation where Homelander learns, you know, the limits of his powers against Stormfront yep. um, and where the, where the rest of the season might go from there. Yep. So I'm Stone excited. Getting I'm... Infinity Stones. I'm telling you, that's, <laughs> then you're in trouble. You're, you're talking about a gauntlet. Really... <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Stones, get out of here. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm sure we left out some things, but um, that's the gist of it. Did you enjoy these two episodes? Really did. I really did. I thought the the first uh, episode three was great in terms of action, big moments moving the story forward. You know, Vought getting exposed, um, mm -hmm. our confrontations with um, the seven and the boys. And then of course, Kimiko's brother propelling her into like this new storyline. So there were, there were big things happening. And then this fourth episode was a lot of like character development, um, development yeah. at a smaller scale, still pushing individual plots forward towards, I think a bigger ending, but, but a lot of, a lot of nuance and a lot of like personality and, and backstory yep. development. So that was really great. Yep. Well, awesome. I look forward to the next ones. Um, I would like to tell you a very specific schedule in which we will bring those to you, but I unfortunately cannot. So you have to keep by your podcast feed, the YouTube, mm -hmm. make sure you subscribe, turn on notifications there, follow mm -hmm. us on Twitter, Facebook, all the social things so you can keep up to date because I hope to not have another big break here, but we could have another where it goes a little more than a week. We'll see, you know, what I'm squeezing in short episodes or something like that here and there if we can. So yeah. I have to be patient with us for like a month. I know it'll be hard <laughs> and, you know, but ultimately it's not that long. It's That's only right. like, like I say, about a month and um, then we'll be back to like regularly scheduled programming. Exactly. So. Um, I'd like to thank our, um, well, I was going to say our sponsor. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> I'd, like, uh, I'd like to thank Killing the Flower for our theme song. Um, you can check them out on Spotify and on Instagram. They also put a new video up, his latest song on YouTube. So take a look at that. That's fantastic. They, uh, one of their mem band members is uh, my brother-in-law, 
Lucas333, Lucas with a K, uh, on Twitch. When I get the chance, I stream games with him, fun things, you know. Uh, all the all the popular things with the kitties. Uh, what? Fortnite or Fork Knife is called. All guys. Um, all guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he played a little Paladins with a friend the other day. Uh, maybe we'll end up getting back into that. Uh, the the ultimate Overwatch ripoff. Um, <laughs> it's a fun game. And uh, yeah, otherwise, follow us. You know, let us know what we're what we're doing wrong. What you're excited for. What you disagree with. Are we? Did we got all wrong on this show? It's actually right. a pile of poop. What you know? <laughs> Is Stormfront better than Homelander? Should we be rooting for her? Oh, God. Well, we, if we hear a lot of those people, I mean, your opinion is, is you can give it. That's fine. So That's right. That's right. We'll, we'll have interesting conversations. Yep. All right. Well, thanks again for joining me, Andrea, and I'll see everybody else later. Sounds good. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>